With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Hacksaw, Jim Harmon to you. Oh, listen to that cowbell. That's the triangle. Oh, it is a triangle. It is a triangle. You know, it's funny because um, this song plays. I, I saw an episode of an old uh, Kitchen Nightmares that included D. Snyder. Oh, dude, D. Snyder's had some difficulty on social media the last couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> hey, who's the best frontman of all time? I'm not saying these guys aren't great singers, but I'm saying they're not great frontmen. <laughs> He's having a lot well, of it, 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 is, it is a good argument to have, yeah, though, no, at no, times, no. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because well, no. it was that vocalist list. Right, the Rolling Stone, the yeah. top, which is ridiculous. Like, Celine Dion really is not in the top, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Lennon is in the top ten. John Lennon, hey, John Lennon, great. Great songwriter, incredible icon, wonderful human being, everything else. But you're talking about being vocally. Yeah, Dylan. I mean, come on. And I love Bob Dylan. Yeah, but really? I celebrate the catalog, right? You know, you want to play Girl from North Country a couple Mm -hmm. hundred thousand times. I'm with you. However, (laughs) where'd they have Freddie Mercury? He was top ten. Uh, oh no, but he top was ten. He was no. He was below. He's got to be number one. No, he was below uh, a couple of people. I think Aretha Franklin was number one on the on over the list. Freddie Mercury. Yeah, I want to say Freddie was behind some people. I'm like, really? He's by- Freddie Mercury, really? One of the only guys ever that could hit all six, uh, whatever they call. I know, and Axl Rose too, because he can sing in two registers. He sings, he sings an well, octave, that's just the high he's really octave. High, Jason. Well, he sings the low octave. Hey too. man, however he gets there, I don't judge. Now I get up around whatever. 
I used to get up on time. Uh, so yeah, so, so he's so T. Snyder's put out his own opinion of, hey, here's the best frontman of all time, well, which remember. he means about putting on a show in addition to being a singer. And boy, he's getting just, whoo, he's getting tagged it's on a lot like of just stuff. Just your opinion, man. Yeah, all right, number one was Aretha. Number yes. two was Whitney Houston. Yeah. Number three was the great Sam Cooke. Number four, Billie Holiday. Number five, Mariah Carey. Okay, I think influenced by the. Christmas holiday. I don't know. Holiday, Mariah Carey's voice. Oh. Number six, Ray Charles. Yeah, yeah. Ray Charles. Really. Number seven, really? Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Ray Charles ahead of Stevie Wonder. Well, no, Stevie actually should be down further because <sighs> of I just called to say I love you. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Is your daughter in a coma? I'm sorry. Oh. Is she okay? Is she okay? Is Beyonce she... at eight. Otis Redding at nine. Al Green at 10. This last is trash. It's a tough then list. Then Little Richard. It's a tough list. What about Lennon? John Lennon ahead of Patsy Klein. What about J.R. Richard? Freddie Mercury comes in at 14. Yeah, right I there mean, really. it tells you everything you need to know Freddie guys, Mercury, about the list. Freddie Bob Dylan's Mercury's, at 15. Yeah, Freddie Mercury's in the top five, top three, top two. 100%. That's right. I mean, Followed by Prince, Elvis Presley. Uh, uh, Frank Sinatra's 19. Come on. Yeah, he's, saying, he's a crooner. And then Mar- Marvin Gaye's 20. <laughs> Marvin Gaye's got to be, yeah, I mean, this list is, I mean, sometimes I think, let's put out a list, and what do we do? No, 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 we'll no just, well, we're, we're just going to we're gonna throw darts, and then no, people but, are going to complain about it. But that's every top five list, yeah. hey, yeah. here are my contenders for this, that, or the other. That's like, that's <laughs> like, that list is like me putting out a list of the best teams in the NFL. Okay, number one is the Jets. Number two, the Lions. Number three, the Packers. I mean, eventually I'll get one right in the top five. Number four is the Bills. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, but, but again, we've talked about it, and we talked with Jason Cole earlier in the show. The Lions versus Packers dilemma about who you want in the playoffs. The craziness of Dan Campbell or the anti-hero of Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Hate watching is a real thing. Likewise, how do I create a list to make you, quote, hate what I'm putting out there? You put William Hung in it, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do it. <laughs> William Hung in the Hung Jury <laughs> for rest of development. Mock trial with Judge Reinhold. Let's get the Edos. William Hung in the Hung Jury. He does have cat-like reflexes. I I mean, Shaka Khan's 29th. Mock trial with J. Reinhold. Mock trial with J. Reinhold. She bangs. Twitter and Albert Fresca. Mike gets swollen. I mean, his words, not mine. That's that's the name of the song. We're in Safe Harbor. We can say the name of the song right now. We can say it. She bangs. The NFL made a big decision tonight in that we now know how they're going to likely go forward in the wake of Monday night's now canceled game between the Bills and the Bengals. The NFL has said they're not going to resume this game, and they're going to figure things out for the AFC playoffs. And give the Chiefs the title. And put the Jets in. Uh, what are they going to do? It needs Neither to be, of those two it, things. <laughs> it needs to be approved by owners tomorrow, and likely it's going to get approved. This is what Roger Goodell has said. There's no way Roger Goodell is putting this out, and then they're not going to vote for it. Uh, the first thing is, if the Bills or Bengals make it to the AFC Championship game, those games will be played on a neutral field. Okay, that's fair. For the Bengals and the Ravens game this week. The Bengals are already AFC North champions. Even if the Ravens win, they will have beaten the Bengals twice, but their record would not be as good. Kind of screws the Ravens a little bit, but if the two teams meet in the playoffs, Ravens and Bengals, there will be a coin flip for home field. This is how the NFL is solving the dilemma, and as we've talked about it a few times tonight, it's fine. 
It's fine to do it this way. It's 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 a decision that no matter what you make, people are going to be upset about. But this is a pretty good way to go forward. And sometimes you just want to complain to complain about stuff. This is a pretty good way to do it. Now, if you wanted to get a little bit outside the box, I got two ideas that would you have been two. really, really cool. Yeah, I got two ideas that have been really, really cool. Again, the, I like um, this. I like this. But I have two ideas. A that are triple pretty cool. threat match in a cage. Here's the first one. One and, representative of each team. It's like Thunderdome. Two men enter, one man leaves. Well, exactly. I'm master. He's blaster. Master blaster. No, master blaster. no, he's a child. <laughs> a child. You, mean, you put him in like like Luke and the uh, um, uh, the Rancor in uh, in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> um, I've always felt bad for the guy who was sad when Luke killed the Rancor. Sorry, spoiler alert. Uh, well, I mean, that was his guy. Uh, I mean, yeah. he raised that rank. Yeah, he did. From <laughs> Rancor is a little Rancor. Crumb was he didn't even laugh. <laughs> you get a pretty good salacious that crumb was impression. Borderline Caesar Romero okay. joker at the end there. First one, yeah, and, and this is inspired by Friday Night Lights, right? The true oh, story of yeah, Friday Night Lights when the Permian team that was made immortal in in movies and in television. They actually had in the in the season that they that was documented in the book by Buzz Bissinger. They had to go through a coin flip to make the playoff because three teams were tied and there were only two playoff spots. So they had a televised coin flip at a local diner and everybody watched because it was on local television in all the different cities in Texas and the first team to not match the other two on the coin flip they were out. Oh, big deal of right? which coin they chose right, right, right. The and how one, special they yeah, were. The one guy had to flip a coin, had to follow it all the way through to see that it came up, not quite the other two, so Permian made the playoffs. Now, you don't have to do it that way, but if you had a coin flip half-hour special and you could make it like the NBA draft lottery where the teams send their good luck people to do the coin flips and you have, you know the Bengals send so and so the Bengals send Kenny Anderson you know to come and do it not the point guard but the quarterback he was just talking um, about the great shoes that yeah. he's been gifted over the holidays I mean, he's you, you really know, proud of those they send Ken Anderson that awesome the Bills send like Joe Ferguson and Joe, and Joe Cribs and ah oh, this would be fun no, right? you don't sell, send uh, Delamalure someone's going to be really send Delamalure sell Ryan Fitzpatrick you know you can send those guys nah, he he's, got, he's really got a cool. multi-million dollar job you get you got to bring in somebody <laughs> although people would identify the beard the so, neck beard as as the guy <laughs> so you have a, a televised coin flip and you make it just like it's the nba draft lottery and you have a coin flip and that's how you determine who finishes first and wins and that would be pretty cool but while that would be very entertaining for a half hour this would be something that would be entertaining for a long time you take a page from college football here are the top three teams in the AFC. And there's no real debate these are the best three teams, right? We know that we know they're the best three. And these are the teams that are affected by the Bills and Bengals not playing. Chiefs, Bills, Bengals. You get the other 29 teams in the NFL, their head coach, their general manager, but I would say make the head coach, let the head coach do it. And they rank those teams one, two, three. Every each team sends in one, two, three. Who they rank, who they think is the best team out of those three, the second best team, the third best team. And you assign point values. You get 10 points for a first place vote, five points for a second place vote, th- three points for a third place vote, just so you don't wind up with uh, you know half the team voted for the bank and there's a tie. So you have a point system, just like you're voting for MVP or the Heisman Trophy, right? You get a first place vote for MVP, a second place vote for MVP, third place vote. And whoever winds up with the most points, number one seed, Second most points, number two seed. Third most points, number three seed. You take a page of college football where you're voting for where teams are ranked. 
where they go in and where they get seated into the playoff. It would be madness. People would question it. They would want to know how people voted. And I would vote the Jets number one. But you have to vote those three teams. I tried to write in the Jets. You vote those three teams. It would be conversation. It would be it would be revolutionary way to do this in, in a time when you're making stuff up anyway. Right to try to figure this out, you're, you're, and you're doing the best you can. So why not make up something like this that has ramifications? And you are asking the best experts there are. Now I hope the head coaches don't pass their votes on to an intern, like you know SIDs do in college. Uh, you would hope they would all vote, and they would say, "I vote this is who I, this is who I think it would go." And that would be an incredibly outside the box way to get one, two, three. The other teams all vote who the who is the best. Who comes in second? Who comes in third? Yeah, right now we're in early in the voting, and that the poll that we put up earlier relative to this, uh, Chiefs and Bills are tied, Bengals uh, distant third, and then there's three percent for um, name your team if you want other. <laughs> I have to imagine <laughs> one of those votes is you with the Jets, uh, but you can find that at Swollen Dome uh, if you want to go and participate in Jason's. Uh, Theoretical testing. If you want to just uh, get at me uh, at Swollen Dome, hashtag AFC playoffs. Uh, it, it's a curious decision, right? Obviously, there's always going to be someone that feels like they got shafted. We brought up the Joe Mixon tweet last hour trying to go into the 286 page uh, league manual and saying, hey, what about this in terms of tiebreakers and others? There's really not any specificity to the clause that he cites there, and I don't have the 286 pages in front of me. (laughs) So we'll save that argument and discussion for a later time. But in this scenario, you're doing your best to to try to make it as amenable to everybody, sensitive to the issue, and keep the schedule moving without causing undue delay or impacting however many other teams, right? You're looking at the rest of the AFC playoffs, but anything you're doing from a timeline perspective, you've also got to do on the NFC side and keep those things in parallel, which becomes potentially competitive advantages for all of these other squads. So you're trying to be sensitive to that as well. So uh, you're, you're not going to have a perfect solution. So you're trying to make the best of all worlds and as simple a solution as you can find. You, I, I like your your voting process because I'd yeah. love to see each representative. Sure. Like the coin flip's fun. Yeah. I mean, just, I mean, the chaos of that, some grossly oversized coin. Maybe you have to play Plinko. <laughs> Who, <laughs> whoever's <laughs> coin <laughs> lands <laughs> on the... Yeah, oh! something. But yeah, or you have to putt. <laughs> no, now you're the talking. <laughs> or you've got to get the yodeler guy and not let him go Odeo, over. Odeo, we can just keep going Odeo, down the games of yesteryear. Odeo, Odeo. Uh, higher or lower? But the <laughs> the other, I think, would be interesting to see which uh, team representative would cast that vote. They'd have, maybe have to do it live on television. Oh, like Chuck see? Norris had to give you there a thumbs you up or thumbs down live yeah. and in living color and dodgeball. <laughs> uh, Frostberg says he has the perfect solution. Uh, all right. It's all about the yeah, Let's see, I yeah. All right, thoughts well, on what's I, I think I, I have an idea what might yeah, be going on. Duck negative attitude, Mike? I'm not sure I'm going to share it now. <laughs> I didn't. It wasn't neg- negative at all. I wasn't nagging you. I wasn't doing any of that. I was just trying to. If I, were I was going to pl- prop you guys up. And say the NFL should come into the studio and have you guys pull it out of a hat. <laughs> pull okay. the names out of a hat. Okay, you weren't going to say that, but that's nice that you say that's that now. That's exactly what I was going to say. Nice <laughs> Just like the World Cup poll, because Frostburg won. Yeah. We pulled Argentina out of a hat for Frostburg, and he won. Did you get paid yet, by the way? 
Did Steve uh, work a Charger game? Did Steve? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't uh, allowed in the booth till he paid up. <laughs> I love it. So there you go. There's a couple of outside the box things. Just have people vote like college football. It would be awesome. Tie shirts watching MTV 90s, apparently. So that's why we're getting the songs yes. we are here. Uh, are you really? You really watching it? We're going out with it too. <laughs> Let's go. Classics, yo. Uh, uh, coming up no, next we don't on need the, the show. Just listen to the music. <laughs> <laughs> coming up next on the show, there's a head coach who really wants to stay in the job he has now. Turn his I, mic off. I don't see it happening. That's next, Fox. Isn't this chick from American Idol? Seacrest wasn't even born yet. I always thought this was Will Smith doing the rapping, and it wasn't. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I always thought it was. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Live from the TireRack.com studios. Now, before before we move on, I got a question. Everybody gets one shot at this. Yeah. So the Jets suck. My wife, tell Alan. <laughs> so 
my wife Ace went out. To, my my wife went out to trivia tonight with some of her friends. Yeah, Tyshirt really has '90s MTV on. You can yeah, tell. Yeah, but he's fired up. I mean, <laughs> we just went live to MTV Classic. <laughs> we're, we're definitely getting. Whenever we can bust out some Lemmy, the Ace of Spades. So my wife went to trivia tonight with a couple of her friends. What does that mean? They, you know, Is that trivia. like code for at something? At a bar. No, went to trivia. They do, you know, you do trivia at a bar and, and you, you know, you answer questions and you win. I thought you just went to a bar to drink. No, well, well you know trivia. People are doing trivia for a long okay. time. Tuesday night's my night for trivia, so you better come on. So she went to trivia and her, her group won, three people in her group won, and they had to answer a sports question, the final question, and wager all their money to get it. Are you ready for the question? That yeah, they got let's right. go, yeah. Okay. This person was named Sports Illustrated Athlete of the Year in 1996 and 2000. Who is it? And the one hint they gave, it's not an Olympic athlete. Because you think 96, 2000, they didn't want everybody to start thinking, oh, the Olympics in 96, 2000. Who won Male Athlete of the Year in 96 and 2000? Who was it? And they had like, you know, two minutes to come up with the answer. Now, when she asked me, when she texted me it, I said one answer, and then I got it right the second time. I said, is it this person? No. Oh, no, it's this person. So do we get a guess? Yeah, you all get a guess. No, you all get a guess. 2000. Nine, without looking it up, without doing Sports Illustrated Athlete of the Year. Sports Illustrated. Sport, Sportsman of the Year, right? Sportsman, Sportsman of the Year. Sorry. Of the year. Sportsman of the Year. That's what Sports Illustrated does. Sportsman of the Year, 96 and 2000. I'll tell you, I'll tell you my first guess. Okay. My first guess was Cal Ripken. Because I said, oh, when he broke the record and then the year he retired. I said, oh, was it Cal Ripken? Was it Cal Ripken? There's like, oh, no, no, this is who it is. And that's who it turned out to be. Interesting. First time I said Cal Why Ripken. Why would you go Cal? Because I thought breaking Lou Gehrig's record, I thought that was 96. And then I think he retired four years after that, that. Yeah, but so that I thought, would have okay, been retired that long. Man of the year. He's been retired a while. That's a long time. Well, breaking breaking the record, breaking sure. Lou Gehrig's record. So that was a would big be deal. one, but not both. But then when he retired, I thought it's the end of his yeah, career. Nobody cared. You know? <laughs> Yeah, he was an Oral. Nobody cared. You stink. Get out of here. You're overrated. Billy was better. <laughs> Did you say it was not an Olympic athlete? Not, not, an Olympic. Oli- not somebody who won an Olympic athlete. Oh, I was going to say medal. Bruce Jenner. This not, is like the most obvious answer of all time. 76. 96 uh, and 2000? Yeah, think about it for one second and it's obvious. Uh, you know, it di- it didn't come to me at first because if you'd said, okay, here's another hint. If you had said to me 1997 and 2000, I would have got it right away. Because I, I said, 96, you're sure this person won at 96? She oh, was like, I got yes. it. Won in 1996. Harmon, said, don't okay. think hard. It's, you'll wait, get wait, it in two seconds wait, wait, if you wait, don't let, think about let, it. Let's let Tyshirt right, get his guess. Don't say John Stamos. No, no. Don't say I'm John Stamos. I'm actually doing an athlete. Okay. Paul Korea. <laughs> Nicely done. Paul wow, triple Korea. D. I would have gone for Tamu no. myself just to Paul get Tamu back legit, in. Paul Korea was legit, man. Uh, Tiger no? Woods legit. Tiger, Tiger Woods. Yep. Tiger was. I'm like, oh, 90s. lame. I go 96. I thought about it too much. <laughs> That's what and I'm trying like, to tell you. And then you, you back, back yourself out. Don't be dumb. Think of all sports. Yeah. Like, not an Olympian. Boom. And I said, but wait, 96 ago, we didn't win the Masters till 97. I go, well, he was the sportsman of the year for 96. And, and she said, yeah. And I, I'm, I'm like, okay. Look, let me go, yeah, he was, he won the national championship in golf and he was male amateur athlete of the year. I'm like, boy, 96. I, I, they could have made it easier for you, Jason. Yeah. They could have said this guy crashed his car in PV. Oh, that would have been. Wow. I drive that stretch all the time. You're going to get struck by lightning. I grew up on that stretch. You're going to get struck by lightning now. Big fan of diners. Yeah. Um, That is true. I I once worked with a guy with a surname of Perkins. Perkins. I used to go to Perkins. 
I mean, not that Perkins. And it was just for cake and steak. What? That was what? Perkins thing. Is, Perkins, is Perkins, what is that? Perkins thing was what Perkins that? cake and steak. That Where's was all that thing. on the menu. Yeah, cake and steak. I because shake and bake. a lot of steak, and you get cake after. Is so that another bar? They thing? called it. They called it cake and steak. Perkins cake. It's, trust it's, me. It's funny. Perkins when we, cake we, we were just in Florida visiting my folks, mm-hmm. and, and we drove. We were trying to figure out where we we could eat, and we drove past one. I just kind of laughed to myself, and both girls go, "What?" And I go, "Nah." <laughs> I'm not doing the whole backstory. <laughs> I don't need to give you the whole Perkins waitress story. No, no, it's okay. It, it's, okay. it's okay. What kind of cake is it? Perkins. Well, they have yeah. cakes. Is it a layer like they, cake? No, I but, mean, because I know at, chocolate cake at Portillo's, you have the cake shake. Okay. Where you have a piece of cake literally just dumped into your... And in Hollywood, you have the Shake Shack. Yeah. Right. No, but if you if you start typing in Perkins Cake, it will fill it out for you. Perkins Cake and Steak. That's a working computer, dude. What yeah. are you doing? Perkins Cake and Steak. That's what it is. I used to go there all the time. My grandfather, he would get the pancakes for dinner all the time. He'd get home. He'd go, I feel so bloated. Jay, I'm bloated. I had too many pancakes. he go, yeah. Pull pop, my finger, Jay. Pop, you had two stacks of pancakes for dinner. <laughs> it's 8 o'clock at night. What do you think is going to happen? Uh, so Tiger Woods, I was at Tiger. How got about it right. that? Tiger Woods, they won. So congratulations to my wife. And How many team. guesses did it take, though? Uh, no, they get two minutes. They figured it out. And, With Google, uh, or? no, no, no. You can't use your phone. You put your phones down. They well, you put them in one out. of those bags, like you're going to a Chappelle. Show. <laughs> <laughs> so it's you're like, telling me it's not Paul Korea. It's not Paul Korea. It's like Jetersburg. You put your phone in. You put it in. Then you go yeah. in after. That's how All right. What about salami? It's not the salami. Salami. Tamu salami. Yeah, I think it was salami. Not salami. Salami was a player from the White Shadow. He was one of the that, players that on the true. White Shadow. Oh yeah, that was yeah. a Van Patten, right? It was one of the Van Patten kids. Was that Vincent? Might have Vincent Van Patten. Yeah, yeah so. that was Salami. Yeah, Salami was nicely done. Yeah, Salani. Tamu Salami. Uh, so. Speaking of, we're gonna name any other famous ducks. No, we're. we're I done. love the ducks. Goldberg. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Banks after they get him from the trade. Nicely done. From the what, what were the what was the team that what was he on? What was uh, the, the little giants? No, 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 no. That was that was the icebox. Uh, no, what was what was the the name of the bad team in um in Mighty Ducks? That oh, it's the Hartford Whalers. No, no, that laid the guy from my cousin Vinny coached. Uh, what was that? What was oh, that team? I, I don't remember it that yeah, way. Yeah, Let's they, move on. They were the bad. They were the bad guys. I know they, they brought back the series the though. Hartford Whalers. It's a Disney movie. They were the, no bad guys. Uh, what's your face from uh, from Gilmore Girls was on there too. Lauren, Lauren Graham. Lauren Graham. Wow, really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay, I didn't know. Was there Josh Jackson on it again or no? Um, I don't know. Charlie, do the triple deke. Uh, so do do the what? The triple deke. <laughs> triple deke. That was okay. my move in hockey too. Was a triple deke. I scored so many goals on that. Who stole I would, whose move? I would, I would it's an get, episode of Seinfeld. I would get the keeper going. One, oh, it was awesome. Jason, Team Iceland. Short, then? Mm. That was the name. No, no, no. Team Iceland was, was the second one. No, who was the it was the, the it was the they were all in black and they were and they were the uh, Team Iceland. No, they weren't Iceland was the second one. That was Mighty Ducks 2 the Revenge or whatever the second one was. <laughs> Mighty Ducks 2 on thin ice. I don't know what I, what, I don't know what the name of the second one was. Yeah, you're looking it up on Wikipedia, Harmony. You don't have it right now? Just do Mighty Ducks bad team, bad guys, and it'll come up. Don't you guys can't you guys do Google in three seconds like everybody else does? Man, I was trying to listen to your story. I wasn't paying attention. I should be some kind of dispatcher because I could find stuff on the internet really fast. Well, there's Lord Dra- Drago- Dragonus. Oh, my God. Just go with Russians. Mighty Ducks, bad guys, team. You're really yeah, typing Iceland. that in the work computer? The main, besides Bombay's ego, was Team Iceland. In D2, that was D2. D2. 
was team. Well, they said they couldn't do Russia because it was too obvious. Yeah, no, no, they, they couldn't do that. <laughs> couldn't do it. All right, so. So you didn't find it either, Google uh, man. I find find it right here. Hang on. Here is a, da, 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 da. He plays for the, the cast team Russia when Hawks. Putin scores every goal. The Hawks. I found it. Was, it. The Hawks. That well, took it for eight you. seconds after. The Hawks. He played for the Hawks. Remember, You're Bob, still typing it He in. played for the Hawks and then he was later on. I, I didn't care. And Lane Smith came out and <laughs> I, said, I, identical. <laughs> your memory of the Mighty Ducks from 1992 sure. is wrong. No. On a million levels. That was, I was right about everything. Hawks, Gordon Bombay, Charlie, How about you the use that Deke. brain for good? I do use the brain no, for good. No, no, no. Entertaining uh, hundreds of thousands that of millions did nothing. of people. That's that just I, led us down a deep, dark, terrible rabbit hole. I had an idea. The, the best thing I said was Lauren Graham was in it. <laughs> That was the best part of that, that entire was, analysis. That, that was Mighty Ducks Gilmore Girls. That was a completely different show. It was a it's female just, ice hockey team with parents and their kids that were on it. You sound like it's a bad thing. We have the dual plot lines of the adult plot lines and the kid plot line, so we get everybody going in. That's how it's going to work. So was this the one where the Hawks knocked the Knicks out of the playoffs? Uh, they did, yes. Trey Young hits a couple of big-time shots at the end, and that's what happened. Spoiler alert. So, <laughs> and they leave Madison Square Garden really upset. He's a, Harmon's gonna Harmon's gonna choke Fine, to death back right up, now. Back up. Harmon's gonna choke to death. You all right? I was gonna do a, sp- a spit take. I took a You're sip it? of my coffee, <laughs> and it's like, oh no, this is gonna oh, end boy. poorly. Oh boy, oh, that uh, escalated don't quickly. Don't tell Annie. It's just, <laughs> just gonna. Pour. Don't tell Annie. <laughs> tell Alan the Met. Okay. Greg Burhalter wants to continue on. As U.S. men's national team head coach. Well, of course he does. Unfortunately, he's in a situation right now where he doesn't have a contract, and they've told him the next couple of games the team plays, somebody else is going to coach the team. Somebody else. This (laughs) on the heels of the reports that he's had to defend himself about a domestic violence issue from 1991, an issue that was brought to U.S. soccer by the parents of Gio Reyna, uh, who was a player that he didn't put in a lot in the World Cup, and they were upset that their son wasn't playing they were upset their son was getting blamed for why he wasn't on the field during the tournament so they decided to get even with Burhalter by letting U.S. soccer know about this domestic violence incident from 1991 and today Greg Greg Burhalter who does these interviews with the weirdest places like here's a Harvard podcast that's like streamed on a dot net or the you know the, uh, yeah but you know what they called yes i know but he did like the rest of the sporting world has been really contained in the nfl yeah world and trying to figure out how the regular season ends you know whether hamlin's you know his progress and getting updates of that uh preparing for the playoffs depending what city you're in some nba nba big time performances performance uh, the Dana White story, like all of these yeah, things. Yeah, but Greg Berhold is big enough where he's on Fox, he's on ESPN. Instead, it's here's a Harvard business podcast that is streamed live on alternate Wednesdays in the morning, and if your computer doesn't have a certain internet speed, you can't get it. I mean, he does these interviews in the weirdest places. Here's an interview with, uh, what did he do it with, uh, behind closed doors at a dinner with like season ticket holders or something when he first told the story about Gio Reyna? It's insane. Yeah, but I mean, they asked. I know, I know, but you don't say yes to everything. Sometimes you do, especially Shows. when your name is being uh, uh, that's true. besmirched yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you're trying to you know, set the record straight and defend yourself. You'll take a, a lot of venues. He wants to go on as head coach. I don't see there any way how that happens. There's too much stuff has gone on. 
too many things have happened, whether it's the result that he's got to deal with the domestic violence incident from 1991 or the fact that the players may or may not trust him. Some of them don't because of the way he dealt with the Reina situation, which was terrible because he threw one of his players under the bus that was one he coached, which you don't do that. Uh, and, and there's questions already as to what kind of coach he is. Is he a coach that's going to get the team to the semifinals of a World Cup? Greg Berhalter's an A to B head coach. He comes in in the beginning of of, of, of the, the aftermath of the ridiculous non-qualifying four years ago, and what do they tell him? Hey, get us back to prosperity, get us into the World Cup, and then get us out of group. Okay, and that's what he did. And I give him a lot of credit for that because he took the team that was in tatters after the Klinsman era, didn't know where it was going, and we turned back into a top 15-ish team in the in the world. We got out of group, uh, we got to the World Cup, and we got out of group. So you have questions as to whether or not he's a B2C head coach because there were so many questions about how he dealt with the game against the Netherlands and just did he pick the right players and, and everything else that goes along with it. So you have the strategy part of it, and now you have these situations involving Rain, and now, how do you go forward with him? How do you say, yes, he's our guy for the next four years? You are already going to go into the next two years with as long as he wins, he can stay on. But if he doesn't win and he starts faltering, we're going to bring in a new head coach for the three years leading up to the next World Cup. So he was already on thin ice. I don't see how. There's got to be somebody new that they're going to want that's going to wind up being the new head coach of U.S. soccer. It's not going to be Burhalter. Yeah, the allegation related to kicking his now wife, you know, all those years ago. That that's something you could you could talk through, and maybe if that's a standalone issue, you say okay, let let's talk about it. They're still together. All of those kind of things come into play, and you also have the people that are reporting it, a, an awful large sack of sour grapes uh, hanging down at the side, right? Because of their kids' playing time, whatever. We talked about it yesterday. Ricardo Pepe uh, doing a podcast, just saying, yeah, he told me I wasn't making it. And I hung up on him. Like, <laughs> But like it just shows the level of respect that the players have for him. There is none. Yeah, and no. you you tell me where the offense is suddenly coming from, and right? Because we didn't see any of that. Had a twenty six person roster and you had three forwards. I mean, come on, man. But really? that, but that's my point, right? Yeah. So all of that comes into play in addition to the d- domestic violence discussion and and all of that, which is why Anthony Hudson. Uh, former New Zealand headman is now your coach. Yeah, I don't see there any way how Burhalter continues. An eye for an eye. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. 
Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Time now for the Progressive Play of the Night. Progressive's making things even easier. They will help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. With five, five men rushes, none for Anaheim. Into the zone, Sakura picked it out, got it back near side, Korea. Korea, fans <laughs> one one. ABC on the call. Really, a Paul Korea goal from the Stanley Cup final? So good. Really? You're welcome, Progressive. From the 2003 Stanley Cup final. You want to know thing, Paul Korea? You want a true story? Let's go. When I was a production assistant, when I was at ESPN, I was production assistant, associate producer, producer. When one of the things you want to do is you want to get promoted so you can go do stories and do interviews and interview athletes and do stories and put pieces together. The very first athlete I ever interviewed for ESPN where I sat down and did a story on him was Paul Korea. No, about that? very first one. Yes, was he Sat cool? Down. Oh, it was great. He was awesome. He was he's really a hockey fun. player, and They're I'm just cool. gonna say, Paul Korea, hockey cards, really good for the sophomore and junior year funding. Oh, of very at Northwestern nice. of a young Mike Harmon. Okay, very good, very good. Oh, he was great, Paul Korea. He oh, and God. Lindros and Temu. Oh, oh sure, they were huge. Sure. Sure. You know, I hate the guy, right? Wow. I'm a Kings fan. I hate him. Yeah, but but he he left and then went to the Predators after a while, so I mean, it's okay. I saw him in my jersey. 
You have a Paul Korea jersey? Yeah, Mighty Ducks. Wow, nice, nice. Uh, so, let me tell you this. I'll give you my first big, bold prediction for college football next year. Yes, we Pain. have the, the NAT prediction for the Chaos. fight. We have TCU and Georgia on Monday, but I'll give you my first big, bold prediction for next year after big news today. Notre Dame is going to the college football playoff. Get ready. Look at Notre you. Dame haters. Notre Dame is going to that the college bold. football playoff. All of the people back home in the greater Chicago area that have no ties whatsoever to the <laughs> Notre Dame can jump on board. The best quarterback in the transfer portal is going to Notre Dame. Sam Hartman, who I've watched play the last few years for Wake Forest, like watch all the Syracuse games, ACC, he's going to Notre Dame. He is legit. He can make all the throws. He throws the ball deep accurately. He throws short accurately. He throws on the run accurately. He is it. He's someone who didn't play in a pro-style offense in in Wake Forest and was told that, hey, you're probably a six-round pick. Whoa, 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 whoa. I just come off the seasons with 39 and 38 touchdowns. You're telling me I'm a six-round pick? So he goes to Notre Dame that had the opening because they thought they had their quarterback. Their quarterback says, I'm leaving. And you are taking a dynamic passer. He's the best quarterback Notre Dame's had in 15 years. Right? Since Brady Quinn, this is the best quarterback Nuts. Notre Dame has had. A career leader in a lot of categories, yes. our colleague here. He is terrific. Sam Hartman is it. And yes, the schedule is tough, but they get USC at home, they get Ohio State at home, and they're on the road at Clemson. An eleven and one season, guys. Let's say they go two and one in those games. That's good enough for the playoff. So a one loss Notre Dame team will get to the playoff. Sam Hartman is it. This is a team that started out really rough, and we thought, man, the Marcus Freeman era is really going to be a rough one. But then they started beating teams regularly and beating them badly. And Notre Dame really hit their stride about midway point of the season. Now you're adding a guy who is a terrific quarterback that's going to get right into that offense, that pro stylish offense that they run there. Yeah, they're going to the playoff, and he's going to be a first two-round draft pick in the NFL quarterback-wise going into this year. A great move for him to get noticed, to go to a team that's obviously you're going to see him every weekend on national TV. A great move for him to go do this. He's legit, man. I'm telling you, pencil in Notre Dame to the college football playoff. How dare you? Uh, (laughs) that's That's good for college football. It's like we always talk about, you know, right now, week 18. Do you want the anti-hero or do you want America's team, as you've dubbed them, the Mm. Detroit Lions? Uh, Or do you want Aaron Rodgers? You look at having Pittsburgh still playing for something in Week 18 is a big deal. Likewise, Notre Dame being in the throes of a a chase towards the playoffs at all is massive. Mm -hmm. What's kind of interesting, though, is we we knew what was going in motion when when Drew Pine – 2,000 yards, 22 touchdowns, six interceptions, and a 70% completion rate said, I'm out. All right, who's the guy coming well, you're in not to replace sta- that? Okay, all right. I mean, look, this it's a it's a perfect situation. Oh yeah, they have a guy come. And again, Notre Dame's quarterbacks have just been okay. They've had great prospects, and hey, we got great athletes. But they've just never been it. They've never been someone to come in. This is a guy responsible for this kind of production coming into Notre Dame with the talent they have there. Look out, man! It's a power five guy with the top quarterbacks in the country. He just didn't project that. Well, into the pros yet, but he will after this year. Because when you have a couple of when you have, look, there's seven or eight guys. This is a very bad year to be a quarterback if you want to go into the NFL draft. Because you're talking about four or five guys right away who are going in the first round. That's going to be difficult.
Well, also had the blood clot issue that cost him the first game of the year. Yeah. So from medical circumstances as well, there's going to be questions, again, when you're put up against all of those other top-notch quarterback prospects. Mm. Jason, are you like in trouble with the Lord? Why am I? Why is that? Why, why, why else would you have Notre Dame in the playoffs? Well, Notre Dame also you. only gave up 21-8 per game. So uh, you can get the offense rolling and, and a better defense than USC. Let's go. Sam, 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 Sam. Another Sam. Sam, 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 Sam. You and your obsession. Coming up next, my buddy Sam Maller. This is Fox Sports Radio. Sam I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.